You're listening to a DM podcast. And so now, I, I mean, I'm not perfect, but I'm better, is it's all about active listening and extending the conversation. Where So, so I suppose it's a long way of answering question is just constantly try and hone your craft and improve and therefore don't listen to amateurs like me, listen to professionals like Jules and Anthony. All right, g'day and welcome back to Behind the Podcast with Jules and Stocks and welcome back to Stocks again. Uh, we're back interviewing people, which is nice change from over the past Resuming normal service, huh? That's right, yeah. it's. I think, you know, the little bit of a break has been, well, it's been filled with emotion, but I think we're, we're back here and, and doing what we really enjoy doing. Today, we're talking with Nigel Marsh of the Five of My Life podcast. You sent me through this one and said it's been, you know, you guys have been chatting for a little while. I hadn't heard of it before, but as we do, you you dive in and start to listen. And I have thoroughly enjoyed this show. I think it really speaks to the power of a good format. Um, And as the name suggests, there's five questions that he likes to ask each of his guests. I won't tell you what those are. I'll let him speak about that. But yeah, Stocks, what did you think? Oh, man, what I wanted to come back on. Just a ray of sunshine, so much fun to go through his catalogue of different guests. And as you said, it's a testament to having a format and format being king. And it works for him. I really enjoyed this. As you said, had no idea this existed before he actually reached out and got in touch with us. Thoroughly enjoyed this and it's great to be back. Awesome. Well, why don't we leave us there and head over to Nigel. Nigel, tell us about the show. Sure. So the Five of My Life is a podcast where I get... uh, it says prominent people on the intro, but just interesting people, people who I want to chat to, uh, to go through a very strict format. And that is they come in and they talk about a favourite film, book, song, place and possession. Not the favourite, a favourite. And the point is to use those five choices as a springboard, not to crap on about the choice, although we'll talk about that interestingly for a bit. It's a springboard to then talk about them. So they know I'm going to say, what's your film? They'll tell me, and then I'll say, why did you choose that? And if they say, because I like it, they're a moron. And if they say, well, actually, it reminds me of my violent father or my horrible divorce or my lovely children, they go, oh, really? Tell me about your lovely children. And off we go. So that, that's the device. At the end of each episode, I say, who would you like to hear on Five of My Life next? So, so Richard Glover recommends Julia Gillard, so I get Julia... Gillard on Will Anderson recommends Russell Howcroft, so I get Russell Howcroft on. So it's, it's I'm passionate about the format itself. It's small and short. I don't want to do two hours. I want to do forty minutes. I don't. It's scarce. I don't want to do three a week. I want to do one every three weeks. Um, it, it's it's general. It drives people up the wall. Oh, Nigel, who's your audience? I go people with two ears or, or even one ear. I, I, I'm not doing. You know, it's not a a car. Uh, podcast lovely though they are it's not a it's it's not a wellness podcast it's not a business podcast it's not instructional I, I, I'm, I'm incredibly clear on what it is and what I want it to be so I, I, I want to do one episode every three weeks until I die and then I want to hand over my son so he can do the same um, I want to try and entertain elevate and educate in an under the radar way so I love all those other people, whoever they are, Tim Ferris Wheel and Anthony Robbins or whatever, and, and they give you, you know, 10 tips to be as clever as them, and that's great. That's not what I do. But if you listen to 
five of my life, you might just pick something up. It's a fantastic format and it's incredibly effective. You get into these incredibly deep conversations just off the jumping off point of the five questions that you've asked. How did you land on this format? Well, you know, I just pulled it out my backside. It just just came to me. And I I think it was, I was talking to Jules, your mate, earlier. I, I mean, I go to dinner parties and I get bored senseless. And it's something that I, I realise that I have developed to stop myself killing myself when I don't drink anymore at, at parties where, you know, people boffing on about, you know, I don't know, their job or whatever, how much money they've got. And, and I go, yeah, have you read a good book recently? You know, you know, have you heard? And you go, oh, I'm having some really good conversations with people because I'm getting, you know, it's just a, it's a different way in. And, and the, the truth is someone, a media company came to me and said, do you want to do a podcast? And it's sort of based around me. So Nigel crapping on about himself every week. And I went, I'd rather stick a fork in my eye. I haven't got anything to say. <laughs> but I have got another idea, which is this format. And I love the fact that there are some podcasts where they talk about the like my fifth question, you, you know, I don't know, the stuff of legends or whatever. But the thing about Five of My Life is you can go off and watch the film that people mention. You can go off and read the book. You can go off and listen to the band. So what, what I'm trying to do is multi-layered where hopefully the, the guest, and, and I love them all and I'm very grateful that anyone comes on, but the guest themselves might be interesting, which is great and tell an interesting or funny or useful story. But also you might be pointed to a cultural thing, a film, a book or a song that you wouldn't have thought of otherwise. And in this world, and, 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 I, and I, with apologies, everyone else, whatever they do is wonderful. So I, I'm, I'm not criticising anyone else. It's great. But there's a place for someone who doesn't give a, can I swear on this podcast? Who doesn't give stuff about the algorithms. It's, this is the opposite of where the world is going. So if you're a car enthusiast, you do a car enthusiast podcast and you advertisers like it and blah, blah, blah. And I get that. I used to work in advertising for 30 years, so I understand all that stuff. This is the opposite of that. If you're on Spotify, you must go, by the way, to the Spotify Five More Life list because it's 50 songs that the algorithms will never give you because it's 50 people's favourite songs. So one of them is an electronic choral piece. One is some heavy metal. One is Bob Dylan. So it's doing the opposite. I mean, I'm old. I'm 57. I want to meet different people. I'd never heard. I mean, love them. All of these people I love. I've never heard of Rosie Waterland. Mm. I'd never heard of Jamila Risby. And I've met them and I love them and they're great. And they're, and their you know, choices were lovely. And I do read the books and watch the films and listen to the songs and research the plays. So it just keeps me alive and interested and interesting and that's what i want to so selfishly i love doing it because i meet all these people but i hope for my listeners if they and they send me nice messages which is nice is if you you know you can tune in because you like will anderson or todd sampson or julia gillard and that's lovely but also you can tune in because you like the format Mm. and you think actually i trust the format so he's not going to bring me some numb to use boring i might give half an hour of my time to listen to this episode because you know, I, I don't particularly know that person or that person might suggest a film that I would. You know, Netflix aren't going to suggest to me because they'll say you watch this rom-com. So here's another 50 rom-coms or Spotify. You like bluegrass. So here's another 50 bluegrass. Whereas Five of My Life is deliberately random, but through a through hopefully a quality filter because people are choosing them. So hopefully they're not choosing shite. Yeah, well, as we said, we love the format. And, and I think that the shows that we've listened to 
the strength of it is that people do, as you say, honour the format um, and go away and put in the work. And I think that having that kind of two-sided conversation just comes along so much better and, and you get so much more you know, richness out of that when both people are speaking the same language. And I think, as you said, with you know, algorithms and everything, we're all pushed down this specific tunnel that seems to be tailored to what you know, algorithms think that we like. But taking a step back from that, you're looking at two different people, you know, with very different points of view, very different lives, and they interpret, you know, art and, and culture in different ways. So having you both be able to look at this text and, and discuss what you, you got out of it, be it the film, the song, uh, the book, it just makes for such a rich conversation. Oh, thank you, mate. Did, did you listen to the Deborah Francis White one, the, the, the lady who does The Guilty Feminist? I haven't listened to that one, No. So there's a good story in that, which just shows that I love it. So she chose I Will Survive as her song, because that's how she ends her live show, which is which is great, and obviously a feminist anthem. But it just reveals the, the, the beauty of the format. But that song was actually the B-side. It was released. It was never intended to be a hit. What was the A-side? So the A-side is a song called Substitute, right? And the Substitute's message is whenever you want me, you just call. Whenever you get bored with her, I'll be there, however you want me. So it is the polar opposite, the polar opposite of I Will Survive. Yeah. Yeah. And she's been closing her show for 10 years with I Will Survive, Gloria Gaynor, but Substitute is what it was planned to be. Now, just, just as a snippet, I mean, I find that story hilarious and funny and interesting, but that's not the point of the show. You, you'd, you'd listen to that episode on Five My Life and you'd learn lots about Deborah and her story and it's great. But it's just a nice bit of cream on top. So you listen to it. Oh, and by the way, I didn't know that I Will Survive was the B-side to Substitute. So that, that's what we're trying to get in each, in, with, with no guarantees. You know, and, and, and people reveal people reveal their nature by how they treat the format. So, so I mean, and, and I, I mean, I love Charlie Teo. He's fantastic. But he chose his own book. Now, to be right. a brain surgeon, you've got to be, you know, mildly confident in yourself. And, you know, and, and, and I had Kevin Rudd on. And, uh, Surgeons are unique and people, to be fair. <laughs> and and, I, and I'm, I'm completely non-political. It's, this is not Nigel's mates, it's everybody. But we had Kevin Rudd on and, you know, he chose his song with Lound from Down Under. And, and, and with the greatest of respect and love, that might not be his song. He might have been told to choose that. Very Scott Morrison in a Sharks jersey. <laughs> Well, you also had Will Anderson on, right? And he questioned the whole format. I'm not a big Will Anderson guy, but I love that he just questioned the whole premise of being defined by one thing. Is so, and I thought that's just a brilliant way to kick off the podcast. That he had his own take on it. I'm so glad you mentioned that. that that's one of my favourite interactions because he basically came and said, "This is a shite idea." And then proved it was a brilliant idea by making it one of the best episodes that we've had. <laughs> <laughs> and did all the research. I mean, how do you get these guys to do the research? It's hard enough getting a guest on a podcast and you're getting them to actually prepare. I mean. Yeah, I love the fact that what some people, it will take a while for, for, for the idea to bed in. I, mean, I genuinely want it to be a treasured part of, you know, the media environment where in 30 years time, everyone does it. Like you want to do Desert Island Discs if you're Daniel Craig. You know, you go, there's a new Bond film. Well, the, the, you know, whoever's Bond at that time will do Five of My Life because it's a different way from all the normal, you, you know, bollocksy interviews. I mean, they're all lovely. But yeah. so, so it's not about defining you. This is where it's so will God love him. It's not about this song defines me or these five things define me. It's these five things will enable me to talk interestingly about me. That's it. It's what it is, is uh, I was saying to your mate, Jules, it's like sometimes you sit next to someone at a dinner party and they 
bore you senseless. And other times you sit next to them and, and they're quite interesting. And you go home and go, oh, that was interesting. I met Anthony and he told me about blah, blah, blah. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to be comprehensive or controversial or define you. The story I tell my wife and I mean is when I get Paul McCartney on, and I am trying to, um, it's going to sound it's going to sound contradictory, is I won't mention the Beatles unless he does. Because the format is all. So if I say, if, well, I'm trying to get James Packer on, and, and, and I'm not going to say, what's it like to screw Mariah Carey, right? But if when I say, why did you choose that song? He says, because I screwed Mariah Carey. I go, really, mate? What was that like then? It is, I go where the guest goes. So the guest can choose which bits he or her want to talk about. And... It's a time for you to reflect on your life and your life's work and go, do you know what? I'm not going to talk about the Beatles or Mariah Carey. I'm going to talk about my butterfly collection, my love for Shakespeare and and my anger at the Indonesian rainforest being cut down. I go, okay. Now, then when people listen to it, if they say, oh, but you didn't mention that he's the son of Kerry Packer and he's a media magnet. I don't care. Did it make your half an hour journey to Wagga Wagga slightly more interesting? Did it? either entertain elevate or educate you if it didn't i'm really really sorry uh, and if it did my work here is done and hopefully it might have prompted you to go off and find out more about the indonesian rainforest and whatever they mentioned i had a um i think i sent it to anthony but i, <laughs> I just love this that there was a i had a guy who's the founder of the slow movement so mm-hmm. it's, it's just an excuse for me to talk to people. I've, I've interviewed the the, the, um, the poetry pharmacy guy that I need to talk to you about because you like lit poetry, but you, you must know William Zeekart. <laughs> just fantastic. So I can just call up people who I like, the guy who runs the slow movement, the woman who runs the body image movement, the woman who runs Obs Harvest. I just chat to people who, who are, you know, I find them personally interesting and, and ask some questions and it's just lovely. They just, it's, but it's not about, it, who's that bloke who does... Um, He's a nice guy. Fidler does conversations. Yeah, if you, yeah. If you, yeah, yeah. If, if you want to find out about someone in their totality, listen to, to conversations. That's fantastic. But what I am hoping, and it's proving to work to date, is it's a second bite at the cherry. Yeah. So you could have, I don't know, Hamish Blake's on conversations. I don't know if he has been, but just pretend he has been. But you can still then have him on Five of My Life. Hmm. because he probably hasn't been asked to talk about a favourite film, book, song, place and possession. Yeah, yeah. well, I think that's the thing. You sort of talked about that before with when you hear these people on podcasts because there is a circuit, obviously, so people go around and, and you know do all these different podcasts and maybe they reuse some of the same stories and you've heard, you hear a couple of those go-tos once you've seen them on a few different things or heard them rather. But with yours, I think... You're absolutely right, like giving them that structure and if they do do a bit of homework and if they have prepared the thing based on, you know, it doesn't need to be their favourite, it just needs to be something that has significance. So that can go in any direction. And there's just been some really fantastic stories that have come from that. The the one with Rob Carlton, I think, was one that, that Stocks and I both just loved. And I think going from someone like a politician like Kevin Rudd where they might be, you know, having someone help them prepare their answers a little bit to seem a bit more folksy or whatever... He's preparing this as a kind of performative, emotive piece. Each of the things that he selected just had these incredible stories to accompany with them. 
like the stick of the stick of Richard life. Yeah, he's really clearly put some thought into it with the format you've given him and he's had to actually go off and prepare. And you can't help when you're a listener not think, oh, what would I do? And you, your wheels start turning. So yeah, the Rob Carlton one was spectacular because he really did. You can see how much yeah, thought he put into it. And what will happen as, as the brand grows, the Five of My Life brand grows, is guests will honour it more and more. It's wonderful. It's just pretend I was asked on Desert Island Discs. I would think long and hard about what the hell I was going to choose and what I was going to say because this is, you know, the thing that kings and queens and legends have been on. It's not just pull it out my ass and do the, the, you know, lovely though Breakfast Radio is, but, you know, it's not just do another interview on the circuit of promoting my book. It's This is a chance forever. It's evergreen for you. I want people to say, have you heard Osher's Five of My Life? Have you heard? So just like on, on some Wikipedia profiles, it's quite interesting, a Hugh McKay one, you go, it's starting to be put on people's Wikipedias, mm. where you go, actually, you know, here is blah, blah, you know, Norman Swan, la, 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 and he did a five of my life. So you might want to check that. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's lovely. and and, and But it, it, it's a slow and steady burn mm. where I know if I did one a day and if I was rude to my guests or did it naked or whatever, it would get more, you know, uh, downloaded. <laughs> But I, I don't want to do that. I just want I want to I want to commit and love and nurture the, the the format where the story about the slow guy Carl Honoré who set up the the, the the slow movement is on LinkedIn. He, he said this he, my this is my most revealing interview yet. The G, the format is genius. You know, he's saying all these nice things, and then underneath a lady from Poland. I haven't been to Poland. Right. You know, Walinska Walinska, you know, said, oh, my God, I love this episode. Uh, it's inspired me to watch Babette's Feast. Thank you, Nigel, for making my afternoon brighter. Now, call me a bluff old traditionalist who's easily pleased. But that's it. That, that, that's it. My work here is done. I don't care if I don't make a penny. I mean, I am making a penny, but I don't care if I don't make a penny. I don't care. You know, that is, there is some woman called Walinska in Poland who had a slightly nicer afternoon who's going to check out Babette's Feast because she listened to Five of My Life. And you go, that's it. I, I'm, I'm, I couldn't be happier. Now, it doesn't mean that she knows everything about the slow movement. You go, well, I'm genuinely euphoric that Walinska you know, had that experience. And if she did and said it, and we get whatever it is, I don't know, 10,000, uh, I'm, I'm very, 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 very small. And we get 10,000 an episode. Then then there might be more than one Walinska. There might be some other Walinskas. And then that community will grow and... Love it. I love it. I think there's been a, there's been a couple which have been recommended more than once. I think there's a few for The Sound of Music and, and Cinema Paradiso. Is there something about those kind of... Well, about those movies and, and books or the recurring ones that you think, have you, have you sort of figured out what the pattern is between those and why people are drawn to them? God, it's so, I, I love the fact that you asked that question. So, so Cinema Paradiso is the one that's been chosen the most. Um, and, and I think, without being crass about it, uh, quality might just be a, <laughs> a unifier. Uh, um, if things are shite, then, then they don't really touch people but i don't mind people choosing shy things if as long as it's important to them but in the main the cream will rise to the top and it's thoughtful pieces so, so it you know media agencies ask me who's your audience and i go oh god i mean i mean I, it's hopefully thoughtful open-minded discerning interesting people human mm. beings with a brain as opposed to um so so it's wonderful to find out it's a cumulative resource where, where in um, 
uh, eight years' time or whatever else, you won't have 60 episodes or however many we've got. You'll, you'll have 600. And then you'll be able to do the question that you've just asked on an even bigger data sample. Yeah. Maybe maybe Cinema Paradiso is still at three and, and everyone has chosen Love Actually, I'm making it up. But it's just wonderful to find out what touches people, what, where they, you know. I, I, and, and for me, God, the books I have read, and by definition, I've read a few of them beforehand anyway, but, but I've read basically 50 books that I have never read before. I've watched basically 50 films I wouldn't have watched before. Capernaum, Jan Franz, you know, Lebanese film. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah. I've never heard of it. Yeah. So you won't be going to a uh, TV format anytime soon because watching a film is three hours. But if people started re- recommending Sopranos, you'd be gone. <laughs> and also, I, I had I had something. I mean, I, I can't mention her name, but somebody who, I mean, I was it was quite a good get. They wanted to come on, but they wanted to choose a TV thing, not a film. Mm. And 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 I I don't. I don't view myself as a diva, but I am clear on brands and what's what. And I go, well, well, you can't. Yeah. And and, and my producer was like slapping his head, going, but no, no, God, it's not the six of my life or the two of my life or the. You know, it's a film, book, song, place, possession. So, but yeah, you're, you're right. I, I I mean, it would be and 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 as Will Anderson said, it's an absolute nightmare on one level because you go, I'm making work for myself, but I like the work. I didn't know that story about I will survive and substitute. Mm. I found it out in my research. So it made, you know, it entertains me. I mean, there's a selfish angle to this Mm. is I like five of my life. I mean, I know I'm the host, but forget that. I I think if I wasn't, I'd listen to it. I I like having things sort of put in front of me that other people who I sort of respect and have made a success of their lives think is important to them. Because then you think, well, it's, you know, if I got to know you and you said, the best book I've ever read that had a real effect on me, I know, is a fine balance. I think, well, maybe it's worth checking out because I like you and you said it's the best one. Yeah, that personal recommendation is so strong. And it's great to hear that you like it as well. I mean, I, I did love Will's comment at the start, which said, where he said it was a lot of fuss for what is essentially an imaginary radio show. <laughs> You've got to buy into the the conceit. And the thing I, I'd say, I mean, I don't know if you guys know you know that silly program top gear you know the, the t- oh, i love it yeah and, and the, the, they have something in there which is the reasonably priced car yeah that's right and, and and i've got enormous respect for i mean I, I, don't, I don't follow the show but i've got enormous respect for that device because when tom cruise comes on they don't give him a ferrari when michael schumacher comes on they don't say could you do three laps not one because you're very good you go it is what it is and we're gonna, you're going to reveal your personality by how you respond to what it is. Well, I believe there was one with Nigel Mansell when he came on to do the Top Gear thing. He flew over the track in his helicopter for a couple hours to work out all the apexes of the corners so that he could drive a faster lap. And that's why he's successful. And it revealed that he's hyper-competitive, fabulously wealthy, and will stop at no means to win. You guys are fabulous. You, you, you get the show for which I am eternally grateful that that's it and so it's to come up with a format that's not bullshit or trivial that can last but to have a format there's a space everyone else's shows are great but there is there are spaces to have things that are permanent yes that people are glad that they're permanent you go i mean i mean like desert island discs I, I i just adored it but but it but it's it's eight record i mean so i want to do something slightly broader they do a chronological thing 
through someone's life. They go, so Anthony, you left school in, in 1990, and then you went to, uh, tell us about your second record. Whereas I, I, I want to be random, where, where there's, there's the, who was the guest who said, um, it was Jan Fran. Was it Jan Fran who recommended um, Scott Morrison or something or, or someone? And, 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 but what they said is, I don't, with respect to him, I don't like this person, but I would really be interested to hear how he would deal with five of my life. Mm. Yeah, that was Julia, Julia Zamiro. Oh, brilliant. And you go, that, that's, I mean, I'm, I'm so grateful to the universe that already, I mean, we're only young. We've done this, you know, for three years, that people are getting it. That's the whole mm. point. I wonder how he would treat five of my life. Would he be, you know, PR spin, Scotty mm. marketing, or would he reveal something really interesting? And you go, just, it's just there. I'm not trying to be Shakespeare or, you know, Joe Rogan. I just want to be, you know, little tortoise, Creeping along, building a loved brand that builds, you know, month on month, year on year. And I love the Sixer community. Mm. I just love the fact that I'll get... A book arrived um, uh, this morning called Eucalyptus, Eucalyptus, sorry, um, by uh, Murray Bale. Never heard of it. But the reviews are, this is the best book ever written, blah, blah, blah. That's a choice from Damien Callahan. that's one of the Sixers. So that's Tony Wilson chose him. And and he goes, so I'm reading a book. I'm, I'm 30 pages in. I'd never heard of it, but it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Mm. And, and they go, well, thank you, Damien. I think the nearest example to your podcast and the format is the end of the Inside the Actors Studio. And they have a set number of questions at the end. It's a classic group of questions. And they're able to roll that out at the end. And it reveals so much about it. Even though there's usually been a 40 to one hour interview that's preceded it, this end of the Inside the Actors Studio has this beautiful bit at the end and everyone answers it differently. And there's some fantastic questions there. It's, I'm thinking one is you get to the end of your life and you see God and you can say one thing to him. And I, I always remember Hank Azaria's answer was, can I go again? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a fabulous format. I guess on format, how do you do it? You have a sixth question, and that is people recommending who the next guest is. How does that go? Do they then help you with the next guest? Or are you on your own at that point? Or what, what, what's going on at that point? How do you book a guest? Yeah, so in, in truth, I'm on, I'm on my own, right? Um, but that doesn't mean that people can't give you the top spin of, of, he- of help. So I'm really paranoid about imposing so i I don't want to do that so that so the best just pretend you knew tom cruise and and i want to get tom or someone had recommended tom cruise then the level that i would go to is say anthony would you mind mate introducing us by email and and you might say no fine if you say yes i go great and then what I do is I then send an email. Once you've said, Tom, meet Nigel. I go, hello, Tom. Uh, this is what the show is. I would be delighted to do it. But it only works if guests, A, get the concept and B, are keen to do it. And that's true. So just, but, you know, if Tom Cruise came on and he thought it was rubbish, you know, Will Anderson was brilliant because he said it was rubbish, but then committed to it. But if Tom <laughs> Cruise came on and thought it was rubbish and hadn't committed to it, it'd just be bullshit. Just be a bullshit thingy i mean you go so uh, you know i don't know who, who's famous chris hemsworth or someone it would be a useless interview unless he really thought through you know i'm gonna use my choice of film to make the you know it's a, it's a great chance for people to uh to correct a misunderstanding about themselves mm. you know you, you, the, i'm giving you the talking stick so you can say, you know, what's really pissed me off, I'm Richard Gere, is everyone thinks I had a hamster at my backside, and I didn't. And and da, 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 da. and then you go, well, there, there, there you go, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry, we're both dying here with laughter. And I must say, I love you for even mentioning inside the actor's studio in the same breath as five of my life. But that is my spirit animal. Did you know the Proust questionnaire? It's exactly the same thing. So if you had... That's, a, that's what it's based on. Inside the actor's studio, Proust questionnaire, Desert Island Discs, Lap in an Affordable Car, and then just to sort of be, hopefully, humble, try and learn my craft. I don't want to push shit uphill. I don't want to get you know, fame that doesn't, I mean, not for me, I mean, for the show that doesn't last. I just want to, uh, genuinely, I want to build the thing itself. In the first year that we, um, <laughs> in, in the first year that we did it, we'd only done like six episodes. You know, I entered it into a, into some, I don't know, whatever it is, it's some award thingy. The, <laughs> the Australian <laughs> Podcast Awards who are a partner in the show, yes. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, that, that, so that, that very important one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, there's an, a hilarious thing is, is my, my 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 mother is very very ill she passed away anyway so i wasn't there so i sent this is a true story i've got a picture i can sit you uh, i sent i was really embarrassed that i couldn't go but it's very very nice person i talked to when i entered it whatever i anyway, i sent my son harry and i said mate don't worry there'll be free booze take your girlfriend and and just be nice but i feel a bit embarrassed because they've given me a ticket and we're not going to win because i think shortlisted was like Mamma Mia and Batuta Advocate and, you know, proper people, right? And then <laughs> Harry's at the back, my son, 21-year-old, getting smashed. And, and it, it came up and it said, um, and the winner is, fuck me, it's five miles. Anyway, so he goes on stage and goes, um, you know, thank you very much indeed, there's la, 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 la. But, mate, he's 21, right? And, so, you know, no one's listening, they're all getting smashed in an awards show. So people are going... Nigel's aged well. <laughs> he looks, he looks barely twenty, and I think he's he's fifty-seven. He made look like a blonde surfer. <laughs> yeah, the secret is listening. <laughs> so he literally he picked Harry. God love him. I couldn't be there. Picked up the award. Um, anyway, but the point is, it, it, just to try and build something of beauty that's lasting so so i don't know if you guys are aware of earth hour something that mm-hmm. yep well or the sydney skinny the naked swim i did or do you know poems on the underground no so, so, so some guy who just brilliant absolutely brilliant who put a bought advertising on the london underground and rather than putting an ad for guinness or tampax or holiday insurance just put a, a poem. And I was on the, the tube in 1987, and it was Celia Celia by Adrian Mitchell. It's when I'm sad and weary, when I think I can't go on. I think of you um, walking down High Hoban with nothing on. That's a famous poem in 1953. And I laughed, and it made my commute slightly better. And I thought, what the hell was that about? What was that advertising? It wasn't advertising anything. And now it's been going for 30 years. It's just making people's lives yeah. slightly nicer. Just leave the world a slightly better place. That's absolutely. And, and that's the key with creating content is, am I adding value to the world? That's it. No. So I've had David Handley on, who's the, the founder of Sculptures by the Sea. Mm-hmm. And you go, he, he's created that thing, doesn't get any bloody thanks from anybody, where millions of people enjoy a bit of sculpture. So without having a messiah's complex, I, I would like, when I am dead and Harry is picking up the award because he actually does it rather than pretending to be me, <laughs> uh, that um, you go, oh, you know, I'm quite glad that Desert Island Discs exists and in the actor studio exists. It's, it's not just another piece of open sewer of popular entertainment. It's, it's in a bit of quality, nice thing that, you know, doesn't harm anybody. I'm not trying to impose on anyone's life. It's just a small little 35-minute investment when you're driving to work. 
God, I'm coming across as delusional. Uh, no, not at all. Well, I, I think know. that the guests would probably appreciate having it out there as well because, I mean, when all said and done, I think there's 300 million interviews of them talking about the same stuff, but this is, you know, an occurrence where you get some real insight into those people. Well, do you know, I mean, I'll just call up all these people who I admire. Do you know there's a lady called Bronnie Ware who did the five regrets of the dying? Oh, no. So, so she, she worked with dying people for, you know, 10 years in a hospice and she asked all of them, you know, what do you regret? And then she wrote a book about it and, it, and she became incredibly famous and it went all over the world in, in America and sold millions and millions of copies because it's important stuff. It's, it speaks to my heart. It is, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. I wish I'd kept in touch with my friends. I wish I'd been authentic. So it's five, this, these are advice from people who are on taking their last breath. Now, she has spent, you know, she's a hospice nurse and she's famous for Five Regrets of the Dying and she's very private and lovely and she's on one of the next episodes that's released, I think, in three weeks' time. Um, but I call her up because I admire her, just like the, the slow movement bloke and the poetry bloke. Um, and, and I go, would you do an interview? Oh, I don't do interviews, Nigel, because I, you know, I'm, I'm, I've spent ten years with people talking about about the five. Okay, we needn't mention them. You, oh, great! You know, you can go on. I'm on. And I'm just going to say. What's your film? I'm not going to say. Tell me about the five bloody regrets of the dying. Yeah. Although that's interesting and that's a great thing for another podcast, but not not mine. You know. So it's exactly that. It's lots of the guests go fantastic. I needn't talk about you know the slow movement, or I can just talk about me. So you secure a guest and they send you their five. What's your process then? I mean, you just jump in you're consuming the five things that they recommend well you can't consume everything but you're reading the, the book you're watching a movie how much prep goes into this because it's incredible oh god for me so, so it, it's an ass numbing <laughs> it, it's a siege of work but i enjoy it and, and what i do the, the truth is is i vet the choices out of love for the guests yeah. So if you are, I mean, I've had people on who are world champion surfers, world champion swimmers, rugby players, you know, blah, blah, blah. If they have innocently misunderstood the format and they've chosen five things that lead to the same thing, mm. I, I call up and say, listen, that's, that's lovely, but, but it has to be five different areas of your life. I, I also vet them where if they are talking about the latest project that they're doing, I have to very politely say I don't give a shit, you know. So, so I don't mind if one of the choices authentically leads to your latest stupid film or book or whatever. That's fine, but, but as long as it's interesting and authentic. But the other four can't. It's the five of my life, not the one of my life. You yeah. Know, don't, don't miss the memo. They've always been brilliant about that. I mean, the, the one guest whose name I won't mention, I'll mention off air later, who couldn't get his head around it wasn't about selling his latest bloody book. <laughs> as it goes on, just like you wouldn't go on in the Axis studio or Desert Island Discs and say, by the way, see me at my show. At, you know, it's disrespectful. It's not, it's, you, know, you know, go on the radio program or the TV breakfast. News. It's not what I'm trying to do. So I make sure they get the basics. And then I, all I want to do is make my guests look good. That's all. I've got no interest. And it's not Nigel's mates. I want people who I disagree with to look good. I, I'm not about doing a gotcha thing. Is I say to them, when with the actors and comedians, it's easy. They get it, like the Rob Carlton's and the Julius Amiro's. But with other people who might not be used to this. I did the man in the forest who lived in the forest for 10 years. You go, mate, you need to do it. Are you comfortable that I'm handing you the talking stick? I don't want you to look boring or stupid. So do you want any help? And what you can do is you can, giving away a trade secret now, is you can retrospectively fit your choices to your stories 
Okay. Right. Yeah. So if they've got something amazing that's kind of happened, then all right, what was the thing? It. Yeah. That's not false. That's real. That's what I'm trying to do. So if you go to actually my favorite film is, well, I don't know, Titanic, just because I like the love story, but I really want to talk about my heroin addiction. Um, well, well, don't well, you? There's a, pretty, there's a pretty good iceberg analogy there that you can use, <laughs> or metaphor rather. So, so maybe fit the, fit the choices to the stories rather than the other way around, unless it naturally happens. It, it depends for each guest. All I want is them to be comfortable. And, and some people go, don't worry, I've got this, you know, um, whatever. Other people, I've got one brilliant bloke, Mick Collis. He's a fabulous chap. He, he did Full Contact Sudoku. And he's sweetly worried he's not interesting enough. And I go, mate, you're a poet dj author they're making a film where eric banner is playing you you're this and that and you're worried you're not in, you know but but that but i can help him go so how about we choose a film that leads you to talking about eric banner playing you how about we choose a book now you can't choose you can't choose choices that genuinely haven't come through your life and impacted you so that would i wouldn't allow that can be authentic no. yeah it's got to be authentic. Um, yeah, so I don't know if that answered your question. So, so for some people, lots and lots and lots of preparation. I could go on about all the songs and movies that everyone selects, but I think there were some where you listen to the show, and and I know that you've got the Spotify playlist set up, which is great, and it is a very eclectic mix of songs, but. Particularly with the songs over, say, like the book or the movie, you can stop the podcast. And I was doing this over the weekend as well and, and just quickly pop on that song. So like Julia Zamiro mentioned, the with a little help from my friends, Dan Sultan won from Rockwiz. Like it's a real, you know, it's on the album, but it was such a good performance and I really appreciate it. And then you get back in and the richness of that conversation is even more because you've just experienced it as well. Yeah, you are. I, I think I'm falling in love with you two guys. You, you, you get it. And, and so then what, what I, what I want to do is not, not fuck around with it. I want to keep it the same. It's good. And just keep doing it like it and, and resist people saying, if you did it more regularly, we get more downloads. Or if you did something different, we get more advertising. We're doing great. We just, mm. we just need to keep loving and nurturing and watering it and polishing it and not messing with the golden egg. And and then you'd get more and more. It's the guests that make it sing. Yeah, just broaden the guests, just more guests. Keep them coming. Yeah. Keep them coming. And then there'll be a filter on the guests where there'll be some very, very, very famous people that you don't want on because they're idiots. I mean, I mean, you know, that's all right. Most people are idiots. That's fine. I'm an idiot. But, but you go, as in you don't understand that the format, this is about you to reflect on your life and do my audience the honour and the privilege of talking interestingly about these five things that have been placed in front of you you could go on the actor's studio and be monosyllabic and when they say you know what would you say to god at the end of the, the life going with dunno or you could come up with a really interesting thing yeah so absolutely. I, I think in a way a bit like um i think it was ed sheeran on desert island discs said oh i've i've made it my grand couldn't give a toss about my stupid records but now i'm on desert island. you know and, and I, i'm i genuinely have been wanting and waiting to be asked on Desert Island Discs for the last 10 years. Now, I know that, I'm, apart from the wonderful Premier Award <laughs> in, in the universe, I, I know that I'm very, very small. I had to earn the right. But that's, that's where, you know, I want to put the work in quietly to build it where people start saying, God, yeah, I wonder what, not just I wonder what Scott Morrison's five would be, but I wonder what 
I wonder what Rusty's would be, dear old Mr. Crow. I wonder, I wonder, would he choose, you know, would he choose one of his own films? Or, yeah, or- definitely a 30 odd foot of Grunt's <laughs> song in there somewhere. <laughs> of course. I had to try and think about how to get that one out. <laughs> well, well, Nigel, we could talk to you all day, but unfortunately we're going to have to start to wrap it up. But in the spirit of your podcast, The Five of My Life, would you please be able to take us through the podcast that you would recommend yes but i need to understand your rules because i would say loose ends it can be a radio show yes oh because have you ever heard of loose ends because i just adore him so it's a bloke called clive anderson but what he does whose line is it anyway yes but this is a it's like radio for i mean it's a podcast as well but it's an hour where you can't define it because what clive does is he gets on comedians actors politicians magicians authors whatever else he, he, alternative magicians it's just a, a pop it's like vaudeville it's a pop potpourri of like interesting people you know it could be an african musician you've never heard of play brilliant live in the studio so you just sort of trust loose ends to bring you an interesting hour every week of stuff that you might not have heard. And then you think, God, that comedian was hilarious. I'll book some tickets. Or, God, I didn't know anything about that latest book. So L- Loose Ends, I'm going to have two if you don't mind. Loose Ends would be my favourite because it, it opens my mind and broad. But the other one, have you heard of Sombrero Fallout? Only because you mentioned it. <laughs> this is a guy. It's alternative music with an intriguing theme. It's just brilliant. So what he does is he will have, a, and, and he's passionate, he'll have an hour, so it's the opposite of mine in terms of its narrow cast, and it will be um, 1980 female New Zealand punk records. And then he'll spend an hour just doing that. And then another one will be female covers of male songs. And then it'll uh, just do that. And yeah. Anyway, so, so he, he's like a nerd of, and the, the Guardian had it as the number one uh, podcast to listen to in lockdown. But he's just doing his thing. He's authentic. He just loves indie music. But he's got a, a sort of a device. You, you have stupid things like, like I, I don't know, lesbian country uh, artists playing acoustic band. <laughs> yeah, and, and then just do an hour on that. Well, I think that the, the theme that's coming through with your choices and certainly what you're doing is all about discovery and, and finding more, you know. We're, we're so tailored to be put, put inside these very specific holes, but this is a, an unreal way just to discover more and get out there and hear some different points of view an algorithm buster with with the so the choices as well but also with the guests so the guy commando steve steve willis who who i don't know him he's a nice enough bloke but he does that moronic you know biggest biggest loser and and, and but but he's really interesting he got me into Thich Nhat han a, a zen buddhist philosopher right you know Wow, so not only do I discover a song or a film, but I discover that Steve Willis isn't a moron. (laughs) (laughs) It's really interesting. (laughs) So any final little bits of advice you'd love to give to our listeners? Me? Mm. No, don't don't listen to me would be my advice. (laughs) Listen to you guys. You you know, I'm I'm pulling this out my backside. I'm just making it up with with passion and love and, and trying to stay stay open and non-defensive and learn my craft so when i started this i mean oh my god if you listen to i don't know my first interview with gus wallen or somebody he would tell a story and then i would tell one he would tell another one then i would tell one that would be a bit longer than his then he'd tell one then i'd tell two (laughs) (laughs) you're supposed to be interviewing your guests (laughs) 
talking them to death. Uh, so, so I just want to learn my craft. And then, then if you've got time for one story, it's fantastic. I, then, yes. I took that on board and then so then I wrote a list of questions. I thought, don't tell any stories, Nigel. It's about the guests, right? And so I had this bloke on. He was fascinating. And he said to me, he said, do you know what? In, in 1968, I worked with the Beatles in their Apple store. And I went, very interesting, mate. What's your song? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I had my questions. And so now, I, I mean, I'm not perfect, but I'm better. Is It's all about active listening and extending the conversation. Where So, so I suppose it's a long way of answering questions. Just constantly try and hone your craft and improve. And therefore, don't listen to amateurs like me. Listen to professionals like Jules and Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> That's very kind of you to say and look very kind of you to take the time for us as well. We've really enjoyed this and we'll definitely be listening to the show ongoing and look forward to the next guests and ultimately Harry taking over, I suppose. <laughs> well, listen, I didn't know that you were that you were involved in the award. So thank you very much retrospectively. <laughs> thank you, guys. Thanks, Pleasure. Nigel. That was Thank great. Thank you, Nigel. Amazing. Amazing.